Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. I'm your host, Aurélien, the Mindful Investor, and I'm here with my co-hosts, uh, Darcy and Glenn. And today we will talk about entrepreneurship. And um, Glenn, why don't you get us going? Oh, geez. Sure. So uh, whenever I, I'd like... A lot of these times we don't try to define what we are going to talk about exactly. So I was going to hoping to feed off of you guys, but I'll go first. Um, so when I was looking at entrepreneurship, I was trying to, I was looking at what it is and what the pluses and minuses, the negatives and the good parts about this. And when I, when I started doing like my little chart, I found that like some things were actually on both sides. Um, some things um, are positives and are negatives. And uh, like, just for instance, days off. Um, when you start thinking about entrepreneurship, everyone always thinks of the freedom and I'm just not gonna be doing anything anymore. And that's actually not the case. Um, in all honesty, depending on what kind of job you currently have, the likelihood is you're probably gonna be working harder than you worked working for somebody else. Um, you're, you're now gonna be accountable to somebody else, even though you're, you, you think, oh, I'm, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to, this is going to be this big thing. But you don't realize that as you start to take on money and other people's, uh, whatever you're taking them on as JVs or um, as just money partners, you're going to end up <laughs> having more bosses than you've ever had before. Uh, and it's really a thankless job in most of the scenarios. A lot of times you're fixing problems behind the scenes before they even know about it. You don't bother them with, the, with the, the trivial things, you just make things work, you fix problems and you do this. And really, this is gonna be probably the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is being self-motivated. Um, that was one of the reasons I had my own company uh, when I was in college. And the problem I had back then was I was worried about my own, uh, I was younger, right? And uh, being self-motivated is a big thing. I know that whenever I had, I had government grants and all this stuff because I was a student to get my business running. And uh, I took off to BC for a month because why not? <laughs> I, I, all, here. <laughs> I know it was nice. It was summer. Uh, I had some friends that were available and I'm like, I'm going to BC. I want to go out to Victoria Island. I want to go see Stanley Park. I'm like, I've never been out to BC. So I, I did it. Right. And, but it made me think afterwards. I'm like, maybe you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more self-discipline in this than you, you think about. And you're always accountable. Um, like I've sort of touched on days off. Days off is a plus and a minus. Sometimes you can take days off whenever, but sometimes you can't. And it's not your choice. There's project closing for real estate wise. There's projects closing, there's projects going in, there's things renewing. Um, sometimes it's something quick you could do on your phone, but sometimes it you just aren't able to take off time and it's not your choosing. Um, and, and sometimes even just taking off a day. I took off yesterday and I've been working constantly this entire day to try and catch up. And you go, what kind of business is that? Have I just traded a, a, a job for a job? And you know, that's what, if you listen to the show, that's my ongoing thing because I tend to work a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, the pay isn't consistent. You don't get a regular paycheck every single week. Um, the likelihood is that you will likely be paid more, at least once you've got everything aligned and running and doing well, um, you should be able to make this work. And I think even when you're starting, your per hour wage is probably higher than your job, but you just don't have enough going on to make enough income. Like at least that was what my problem was. I was still making a lot of money per hour, but I didn't have enough 
hours to fill. Um, so, because I was, you didn't have enough properties, didn't have enough stuff going on. And as you build it out, you slowly fill all that in. Um, that's kind of where I'm going. Pluses, minuses. Some of the po other positives are like flexibility. Like, like I said, yesterday I took off, I went tubing, uh, I had a great time. Um, I do what I love. Uh, I feel uh, passion. I feel like I accomplished something. I didn't just, you know, I'm not going to knock on any job. I was going to list a job, but I'm like, but you know, some jobs are just mind numbing. And I'm, I don't feel like that is what yeah. my, when I'm being an entrepreneur and it gives me the opportunity to do something of meaning that means something to me and that I can share with the world, which I may not have been able to do with my nine to five. Yep. No, I think that's true. That's good. Ari, how do you see it? Um, I really love entrepreneurship. Um, I grew up in France and entrepreneurship is not, uh, was not at the time I grew up there, uh, really, uh, pushed. Uh, I knew, uh, I knew of the U S I knew how, isn't that, a, isn't entrepreneurship a French word? It is ironically. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it wasn't really pushed. And when I was young, I was looking for, um, for a cushy job. I wanted to become a government employee and, uh, and things shifted when I, when I came to, uh, to North America and, uh, what I like about entrepreneurship is um, the resiliency. Uh, you know, when you when you're faced with the difficulties, you you bounce back and um, and you learn from your mistakes. I was trained as a teacher, and uh, mistakes were punished when I when I was uh, when I was at school. And uh, as an entrepreneur, you these are lessons. Uh, and uh, and when you hear an entrepreneur talk about their journey, they talk about the the lessons they've learned along and. Um, I like the um, the outlook on the world. You know, you look at the world as an opportunity, a world of opportunities, and also an entrepreneur creates something out of nothing and uh, creates jobs. and um, And in real estate, uh, am I an entrepreneur? I don't know. Uh, I put the question out there. I, I think when you look at development, you know, then you're creating something out of nothing. Um, and, and when I studied development myself, real estate development, uh, I learned a lot about, uh, you know, the, the business and uh, what to look for. And, um, and initially, we had a conversation before that with, and Darcy was making the difference between investor and, and entrepreneur. And I think, yeah, the, the investor buys existing businesses. When I, when I look at a building, it's an existing business that I invest in. But I still have a business plan. Uh, like we discussed in the past, you know, when bid renovations, because there is a lot of vacancy in the building or bringing the rents up to market. Um, so you still have a business plan and, uh, and actions you take that make you, uh, make you like an entrepreneur. Uh, and also when I think entrepreneurship, I also think business and I, I have a mentor who helps me with that. He's a true entrepreneur. He doesn't really have experience with, uh, with, uh, real estate, but he helps me create systems for my business so that, um, so, you know, the idea of at the, at the beginning, I was pretty much a slave to my business. Uh, all, everything depended on me. I, it was a one man show, single person show. And, um, so I'm trying to create systems so that uh, it's not only me and uh, I can withdraw myself, have more time for family, have more time for personal development. And, um, and it reminds me of a book I really enjoyed reading called The E-Myth Revisited. And it's, um, it's, it, 
I remember a feeling of excitement. Uh, Glenn was mentioning, um, uh, you know, motivation and being self-propelled. Reading in Myth Revisited was uh, really excited me because it was uh, it made me excited about the whole process of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that that's the way I look at it. And also, I run a group, a monthly group uh, for francophone entrepreneurs here in London, Ontario. And uh, yeah, it's I really enjoy it. We update our, each other about our business businesses. We have a hot seat, like in a mastermind. And uh, yeah, and it's interesting to get other people's perspective when we have conversations about, uh, you know, getting clients, client satisfaction, and other delegation, other topics like that. Cool. Uh, you know, it's funny. I wrote on my mat, on my notebook here too, when I was taking notes and thinking about it to refer uh, resources to people. I also wrote down Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, because I think pretty much all of us at some point runs into someone who says, you're working way too hard and taking on too much responsibility. You should read this book and then systematize your business, make it a business. Um, lots of entrepreneurs do that. You wear so many hats uh, that uh, you're doing everything. And at some point you run out of both time, energy and uh, capabilities. That's uh, an awesome book. I totally recommend it. I thought a couple of things to, to broaden the definition of entrepreneurship I wanted to add to that. It's not always just, you know, bring a, a small business. I think that's the, the uh, common understanding, but there's entrepreneurs in social enterprise that may be one or two or three people that could be as small as writing a newsletter, um, but are starting, they are initiating. It's an activity rather than a, a noun or a title. Uh, entrepreneurship, if my thinking is, is verb. It's, it's vigorous, it's active. It is doing something. So you could be in social enterprise or not-for-profits, uh, small business, startups, all of those things could be entrepreneurs, an entrepreneurial activity. It's where you're starting and you're generating. So if, the person's, if our listeners are out there thinking, you know, am I an investor? Do I just want to make money and put it someplace, measure the risk and take my money out? You're probably an investor. But if you have, I don't know, uh, dreams, different dreams, dreams of making, creating, generating those sorts of things, you're probably over in the entrepreneur camp. They're not, you know, one's not better than the other, but you should know who and why, who you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, I looked to Simon Sinek's book, starting with why for some insight into this. What, what drives your passions? Last week we talked about his real estate sexy. It was mostly about passions. What, what really gets you interested? What's, what's behind what you're doing? And I think for me in entrepreneurship, was about moving from being like, like Aurea. I was a teacher with a, you know, of a prescribed future laid out. You know, you're on a grid for payment. Um, you're part of a very powerful Ontario teachers union. Um, you know, and if you're good, you're going to work forever, right up into your retirement day. You're going to advance. You're going to get more. Um, you're going to get more capable. You're going to be better and better. It was, it was a pretty clear pathway and I enjoyed it, but there was a part of me that went, yeah, I wonder what else I could do. I wonder how much more responsibility I could take on myself and see what I could do with it. What are my capabilities? What are my limitations? And that's the part that was intriguing as an entrepreneur. What could I do? What is possible? What capabilities do I have? And how would I engage them? And how would I benefit from it? I want to find out a lot more about myself. So I think for a true entrepreneur, not true, that seems value laden. But for an entrepreneur, those are some of the questions at the heart of it. What could I do? What is possible? Um, you know, I know you because most of my other entrepreneurial friends are probably people that are restless. 
always coming up with solutions for things, always going, yeah, this could be done better. You know, those are sort of the questions that are at the base of every entrepreneurial movement. The Wright brothers thought it's possible to fly. You know, the first guy who started rolling a log and going, hey, two of these logs separated by a space could create a stable platform for rolling carts, you know? Talking about invention of the wheel. Maybe that's a little too far back for most of our listeners. Some of them might remember the wheel. Um, but that's what I'm thinking uh, entrepreneurship is. It's a, a question of how and how much and what I want to do and essentially why. Why do I do this when I can just take a job as a warehouseman or some other thing? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I think that that is a, that you have to have those questions in your head and it can't be just about, uh, we come back to why and everyone, but it can't be about just doing it for the money. I want to do this entrepreneurship because I want to make extra money. Um, mm -hmm. That can't be it. That can't be it because you're going to be, you're going to work yourself to death. And when things get tough, you might not be there. Um, I, I've personally been in, that's all I do. I've been doing my whole life is I've had several businesses you know, far before this, not real estate related at all. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if you have a kid who is, you know, I don't know how, what age group it's for. I read the book, rent a kid when I was like, I don't know, eight years old. I don't know if Darcy smiling. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. So this book is about this kid who starts like a landscaping sort of company and he, it just keeps growing and growing. It gets a little ridiculous by the end, but it all was about like creating a business for a kid. It's a simple written book. And I took that to heart and I did that business plan. They had it all for me. I didn't have to create the wheel. I put up the flyers. I worked around in the village I lived in. I was cutting grass. I was planting flowers. I did that book. I lived that book and it changed my life. And I was like book at like, I don't know what it's for. Great people are eight years old or 10 years old. And it, it that's all it is about is entrepreneurship to build a business. Um, but yeah, anyway, that that's, I, I've been living that my whole life. And I think mm -hmm. if you have a kid at that age, it's probably worth the money. It's probably on Amazon for like 10 bucks or something. Yeah, I was just um, looking it up. Uh, there's a film with Leslie Nielsen in it. And I think Steve Martin, they made it into a film. I didn't really? know that. Yeah, 95. <laughs> I just looked it up like, what? Oh, who wrote it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, but it's Sorry. a great book. It's a great book. And it's not like like the E-Myth would be the adult version. And Rent-A-Kit would be the, the the more children's version. And there's something everyone can take from it, no matter what level you're at. Yeah, who of us didn't have a popsicle stand? sold Christmas cards, uh, uh, newspaper route back when kids could have a newspaper route and do their papers alone in the dark all over Port Hardy at 10 at night. Yeah. Things like that happen when you're 11. I didn't have a popsicle stand. I had, um, a milkshake stand and I remember my parents, oh, luxury. Oh, my parents came home and they're like, you're making and selling milkshakes for a dollar piece. You know that this costs like three dollars each one, <laughs> and I'm like, it's all profit, <laughs> all profit. So it's yeah. uh, I don't know, but yeah, no, I was always have I've had those yeah. all these little businesses all my life. Cool. Hot hot chocolate. Uh, yeah, I hustled as uh, installing draperies and blinds for different companies when I was in uh, university. Um, all those stuff. I don't know if there's ever there's only rarely a couple of times in my whole life where I've only had one job. I think when I was teaching, I still had summer gigs. I think I, I kept my uh, waitering job in Yorkville when I was teaching. So on weekends, just because we had a mortgage to pay. Yeah. Um, you know, I have three companies now. I just sold one of them, but 
you know, I quickly go back to having two companies or three companies. Um, yeah. It's just uh, irrepressible. So I don't know if you're out there and that sounds like you, uh, it's good chance that you're the right candidate for it, at least. Yes. I had um, like I had my regular jobs during uh, college and stuff, but I also had like a nine to five because I couldn't make it. Like I was saying, couldn't make enough money hourly wise. I was making a lot. I had a, a job doing uh, mobile DJing, like weddings and stuff like that. And uh, it paid really well, but you know, only, I only worked on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's getting married Tuesday morning or if yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Uh, Darcy or Ari, do you have uh, what, closing besides words? your real estate? Do you have any? Oh, before before your closing words, do you have any like jobs you had before this too? And then close us off. Well, as I said earlier, yeah, I was looking for the comfort and the safety of a government uh, job, and um, yeah, but it, yeah, I was working for this foundation, and uh, and uh, yeah, the funds that allowed for the foundation to operate came from real estate, and that's that's really what inspired me. I wanted to have some real estate and be able with the funds to do some good and um, uh, be it with my time or with the funds. And uh, yeah, that's what got me going. And um, I, I like the, because uh, you know, sometimes I like the idea of supporting also fellow entrepreneurs. That's something that really um, resonates with me. And uh, so I'm glad I have my group and um, and also I'm part of a different masterminds. We, we, the three of us here also have some sort of mastermind where we share our goals and uh, keep track of them. And uh, so it's nice to, um, to, to find some support when you're an entrepreneur, because it can be lonely at times. So if you can uh, be part of a group, uh, if you think you want to be an entrepreneur and, um, I'm reading uh, this other book called uh, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, and it's a really exciting book. And uh, the author says that um, it's good to find someone who's one year ahead of you and make them your mentor and, and get them to, to guide you. I, I found that idea interesting. And um, yeah, yeah, these, are, these would be my, my closing thoughts. Well, listen, if you're a sad entrepreneur and you want to talk to someone late at night about your troubles... Ari's home number is 519-255-5151. That's 519-255-5151. Please call after 10 o'clock. Toll restrictions apply. That's actually Edwin's customer service number. Please call it after 10. <laughs> after 10 when I'm asleep. <laughs> and the other thing, the last thing I say, um, in terms of motivation, I, I like to read, uh, that's something a friend of mine does every morning, uh, the, the savers, you know, from Miracle Morning. And uh, I've picked up that habit where you read, I read, uh, you know, among other things, and meditation, affirmations, visualizations. And um, yeah, I read um, uh, self-improvement books and that's, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. It was good to uh, good to see you guys, and uh, appreciate you listening. If you want to leave us a review, that would be appreciated. And we look forward to. Uh, if you want to ask us a question, feel free to email us at advanced rei talk advanced rei talk at gmail.com and we'll be happy to cover whatever topic you suggest. And uh, see you next week. All right. Thanks everybody. everybody.